G'day and welcome to Property, Australia's favourite obsession. If you haven't noticed yet, I'm not Jeremy Calton. Jeremy's unwell this week, but we'll be back and better than ever next Friday. Instead of leaving anyone hanging, we have uploaded the audio from one of Jeremy's interviews with Omar Majali on an Insights episode posted to Calton Flack's YouTube channel today as well. Feel free to check it out if you'd like to see the graphics and charts they refer to. Thanks for listening, everybody. We look forward to catching up next week. Hello and welcome to our Count and Flack property update series. Today, we're having a look at the Melbourne property market. We're drilling into the numbers, finding out what's going on. And to do so, I'm joined with Examine Property Director Omar Mujali. Omar, welcome along. G'day, Jeremy. Good to be here. Well, Omar, it's all about Melbourne today. Tell us about the Melbourne property numbers. Okay. So Melbourne's um, surprisingly um, looking good. Um, to end of August uh, for the annual uh, figures, 13.1% uh, growth, 1.2% well, uh, for the month, which sort of correlates with that um, sort of growth rate and the quarter, 4%. So very steady for the month, for the quarter. Um, compared to the sort of annual annual figure. so um, It's a pretty solid return, isn't it? I mean, 13% is not as good as some of the other capital cities throughout Australia, but uh, still pretty solid considering the circumstances with which Melbourne finds itself. Yeah, very solid considering the lockdowns and um, and the length of the of the lockdowns um, in, in Melbourne. I think we're approaching sort of 260, 70 days of, um, of lockdowns over the last uh, 20 years. 20 months in Melbourne. So considering all that and what's going on and um, yeah, very strong property price growth in Melbourne at the moment. So property prices are growing. What about rents? How does the rental market look in Melbourne at the moment? Um, again, um, not as good as uh, the uh, rest of Australia. Probably Melbourne's got the, the most worrying um, sort of vacancy. It's sort of sitting around 3.5% um, stubbornly high. And actually, it's higher than 12 months ago, which was um, sort of 3.4% 12 months ago. So not significantly higher, but very high um, by Australian standards at the at the moment. Um, nationally, we're, we're sitting at um, sort of less than half that at 1.6% nationally. So the, the rental market in, in Melbourne um, is a bit worrying um, at, the, at the moment. Um, rents dropping and vacancies stubbornly, stubbornly high. Mm, and that's certainly, as you said, different to uh, to most other capital cities in Australia. Yeah, it's sort of bucking the bucking the trend, um, and there's been a lot of migration out of Melbourne, um, especially interstate migration, and also a lot of departures overseas. So the population, um, you know, in in Victoria has dropped um, about sort of fifty thousand over the last sort of twelve months. So that's mm. very surprising. It's a big number, isn't it? And of course, they're missing a lot of students and those overseas arrivals just, uh, I mean, certainly we're getting some repats uh, coming back, but, um, you know, those, uh, as I said, the, the students and, and the business sector and tourism is just uh, not there at the moment, is it? No, it's lost uh, a lot more um, people overseas than Sydney um, has, which is, uh, again, very, um, very alarming and, so something's not right down there. I think we all probably know what it is, but um, yeah, well, I'd like to see those numbers start start to change to to keep the momentum um, up in the in the Victorian property market. And that's reflective, of course, in uh, the employment figures too in um, uh, down in Melbourne, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, Empire is still pretty strong, um, yeah, but we have started to see it um, employment sort of, um, you know, get impacted. I think uh, just anecdotally over the last uh, um, month or so, but um, yeah, the employment market in Victoria is is pretty pretty strong or has been strong for the last sort of twelve months. And uh, are there any other points that you'd like to cover off um, with regards to Melbourne, just generally about uh, the property market and lockdowns and um, maybe some of the, the move to, uh, you know, the, the regional cities starting to, um, to, to raise their heads? Yeah, the, the most alarming thing for me um, is interstate migration. So Melbourne and Victoria in general, um, especially Melbourne, has picked up a lot of interstate migration, uh, especially over the last 10 years. So people used to hear that, you know, Melbourne would be bigger than Sydney in 2050, then that was sort of brought forward to 2040, and then um, again to sort of in the 2030s. And um, it, it was picking up a lot of uh, interstate migration, um, but now it's started to become a lot like Sydney, where um, Sydney and New South Wales loses uh, a lot of people interstate. And that's one of the alarming trends, international you know that can um, that can change very very quickly, but that sentiment internally um, of people moving to to other states away from um, Melbourne is a is an alarming trend um, that I'd like to see reversed. Well, that's um, I guess the great thing about being an Australian and uh, being able to uh, invest in property in Australia is that there's lots of different markets to uh, to pick and choose from, um, and there's lots of different opportunities um, you know across Australia, aren't there? Oh, yeah, it's very diversified. So, you know, we talk a lot about the 18-year cycle, which is which is great. It's um, definitely there. We need to keep an eye on it. But there's local drivers in each um, in each city, in each region, in each state um, that we need to keep an, an eye on. And, and the only reason I sort of mention that is because at this stage in the cycle, um, you know, I'd, I'd be investing or starting to, you know, sort of invest in um, Melbourne's property market. I think it'll have a – or generally it does have a better – um, second half of the cycle, it's a bit more of a, a bellwether compared to Sydney. So normally we'd see, you know, expect Sydney over the next, you know, six, 12 months, 18 months maximum to, to really start to come off the boil and mm. sort of trend sideways for a six, seven year period. Um, whereas we expect Melbourne to, to perform um, pretty well over the same time. So I'd like to see those um, statistics change. Um especially the uh, interstate migration. Like I said, overseas can, once things open up, that's, you know. It can change very quickly, can't um, it, that one? Yeah, it can jump. And it's, it's a, we can't do much about it. As long as borders are closed or, um, you know, for tourism, for students, for, for that. It's, it's a national uh, phenomenon. It's not so much just for Melbourne, even though it's alarming that they've, they've lost the most uh, people overseas, but they probably, you know, used to pick up the, the most from, yeah. especially from students and um Especially from Asia and the in the in the subcontinent um, as well, but the, yeah, the main one I'd like to see um, start to, to to change is um, interstate migration. Well, let's wrap it up there. I do thank you for um, your Melbourne overview. Um, we will be back with our next video when we'll go to the sunny, warm state of Brisbane. One of my favourite places. Um, so do join us again when we uh, when we take a look at the Brisbane property market. Omar, thank you for your time. It's much appreciated to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to you joining us next time when we go to Brisbane. 
Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, history and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production.